This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris. With me again, Mr. Jared Mariyama. Hello, I'm here. Jared. I'm here. Seems like it's <laughs> been about five minutes since we did this last. <laughs> uh, I know. It's it's weird that... <clears throat> God, I just cleared my throat and now... Going to be an ongoing do thing. It again. This is a fun, fun one for today. Okay. Uh, before we jump into the thick of it for this episode i don't know if you are aware of this but i'll show you on screen mm. mule sauce this is hot sauce yes from sticker mule of course it is <laughs> how okay so obviously i think most people that listen to this are familiar with sticker mule a lot of people in the design world have ordered from them, I'm assuming, at some point. They do a lot of good promos. We've ordered from them regularly. Mm-hmm. I forget when, but I just saw this in my cupboard, and like I've barely ever used it. But I made a sticker purchase maybe, I don't know, a year ago or so, and mm. they threw this in with these, like a free gift with purchase sort of thing. Jeez. And I'm just like, I, I can't wrap my head around this. They're, they're a print company, and they focus primarily on stickers, Recently, they've expanded into like branded tape and we just ordered some pins through like the acrylic pins. Mm -hmm. Um, But hot sauce is like a a huge (laughs) curveball here. Whoever the whoever the owner is or something must this must be their thing, you know, passion project. Yeah, something. yeah, exactly. Because it makes no sense whatsoever. It's so weird to me that they I mean, have you heard of this before me showing it to you right now? Um. You know, I think I saw something, but didn't realize it was an actual sauce. Like I thought it was just promoting, was like, like a, a fake thing. promotion yeah. for their their products. So I'm maybe it started like that. And they're like, bro, you know, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that this label is a sticker that mm-hmm. they produced. Yeah. So I thought it was that. Like maybe they're re- trying to think of unique ways to promote their services. Right. That's. I but... think that's what I thought too. Yeah. Does but this it, is a real hot sauce. Yeah. So it must be some kind of funny tie-in. I just tried it uh, with dinner tonight and I couldn't taste it. So I don't know if it's... Like you added hot sauce to your Indian good. food? Wow. <laughs> I did. <laughs> good for you. <clears throat> Lots of flavor there. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, I think the bulk of this episode we've already kind of pre-agreed is going to be about, about the, the election i know i know <laughs> i know it's the most pressing thing we should talk about <laughs> uh, we are actually so, recording this on wednesday day after the election we still don't have a final count that's what it is that's probably all we're going to talk about it because uh this world <laughs> is sensitive and scary and uh you know people will get upset if we say something and they will come kill us or something <laughs> like that you just never know it's not that uh, far-fetched. It's not that far-fetched. Um, so it, it is funny and kind of uh, chicken butt to not talk about these things. I think most, <laughs> most people know my stance on, on a lot of this stuff just by default, really. But um, yeah, it's kind of a crazy time right now. But we're going to choose not to talk about that, I think. <laughs> 
I don't really have much to add to it. Uh, I mean, of course I'm not, not a huge political guy. And I I try to sway towards just non-confrontational. So if I know the, my views are going to rub someone the wrong way, I will just choose not to talk about it with them. Mm, interesting. It's funny, though, like I on Instagram, I reposted something from uh, Gavin Newsom. It, it said, like, polls are open until this time. You can, you know, the, all, all the polls will be accepted if you if you which can't, you shouldn't know. even be controversial but it was someone felt the need oh to write gosh. me this nice message and saying how they can't support someone who supports this terrible i just, thank you oh, very much so for stupid. feeling you need to <laughs> scold me yeah political <laughs> <laughs> as political as i got on social media was post reposting a picture of captain america riding the back of sam the eagle yes yes i did see that so anyway <laughs> Let's talk about something even more important, more pressing to our lives. So, okay, I, I wanted to ask you about this. This is going to happen every single week. Are we just going to turn into like a Mandalorian wrap-up every episode now? Because I, can, uh, I can't imagine that we're going to run out of things to say about this topic, especially with new episodes coming out every single week. For the but then what will people do for, for not telling them what we ate? Oh, my, they'll be just <laughs> lost and confused. <laughs> Preempted by Mandalorian be. updates. Mm. Eh, you know, I think it's just, what are we watching? If you want to ask, ask me, it'll always be Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> you did, I mean, I you did watch, uh, you talked about this last week, though, the uh, Queen's Gambit. Yes, right? yes. Did, but you already talked about that. Did I talk about did it, we? actually? I talked oh, to you about you, it. Uh, maybe that's what it was. Well, I could mention that really quick. It's great. Watch it. I don't want to dissect it. You haven't watched it, right? <laughs> no, but it does look very interesting. It's to the me. most and perfect thing I've seen in a long time. Like seriously, that's, I love that's this saying thing. something. It is. It is. Uh, I bought the soundtrack. I went and got the, uh, did the you really? audio. The audio book. I looked. And up you the got the wig. And I got the wig. All the fashions from the show. And uh, oh my gosh, I'd love to see you wearing. <laughs> nah, not really. You really wouldn't. You really wouldn't. Yes, I would. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's great. I love it. I don't want to oversell it, but just it, it's about. Uh, I mean, way too late for that. If you said this is the best thing you've seen in a long time. I mean, it, 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 it's not about it is about chess. It's very much about chess, but you don't have to know chess or like chess to watch this thing. This is just really good. Well, that's solid what got story me time. really in. In, interested in it because you know this. I don't know if people listening to this remember or heard this when I've told this story before, but I grew up being a chess nerd and in throughout elementary school, I would go to chess tournaments. So it's kind of fun to see a drama TV show or series that is kind of revolved even loosely around chess. It's yeah, something I guess. that you don't really no, see, see very often. Opposite for me, I'm like, chess? <laughs> that sounds terrible, you know, like, and I had no idea what this was going into it. And so I think it's better the less, you know, going into mm -hmm. it. But to me, it's, it's, it's not about the actual thing. It's just the way they tell the story is just really, is really very good. So, um, I recommend it. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to do this now? Yes. So now I watched this thing, the Mandalorian new season, season two, I watched it Thursday night or, you know, midnight Friday right. morning, uh, and just could not. Could not wait. You, however, waited because you're slow well, okay. about things and you were rewatching. Right, right. So now I will be caught up. And if you want to, we can do the watch party on the release day. I will not do it at midnight, right, but I will right. do it Friday. 
if you're interested. In yeah, that. no, I mean, that's fine. I just don't want to be like, I won't wait longer than Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, then I might even I, lie to you and tell you I did already watch it uh, once because I really can't wait. This is the most I exciting am interested. Thing. I am interested in how the watch party works, like just as like a gimmick in itself. Mm. I heard, so the M of one guys did it. They, before the Mandalorian came out, they had, they hosted like a clone wars series season seven watch party. So wait, this Um, is through Disney plus or is this through something? Yeah. So Disney, like the, the way I understand it, everybody within the air quotes party has to have their own account and then whoever's hosting it will share like a link of some sort. And so just like you, zoom through Disney Plus. So it's essentially like we are watching the same thing at the same time. So right. it would be as if you were watching a TV show when it airs on like NBC. But I mean, or so then am I looking at a Disney Plus generated screen on my computer and a little bubbles at the bottom for everybody who's in the party? I don't know. Okay. We'll have to do like a test one yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then see how it goes. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see how that works. And I think it'd be kind of fun to to watch this with you. And just at the same time, knowing that we're going through this thing together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very, the, very uh, dramatic. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, we'll do a test and see how the logistics work. And then maybe we can invite some of our other people. to, to Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. I, okay, I know you watched the entire Clone Wars cartoon series for the most part yeah 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 so i'm hearing things that like there's characters that were introduced and up until now like exclusively exist in the clone wars that Mm -hmm. are going to be brought up in mandalore do you know what these characters are ahead of time do you already know who they are so um we know i mean okay this is all going to be spoilery i'm not going to try to edit for spoilers no not even close so if people don't want to know anything about the future of the season or anything like that probably best not to listen Um, listen to this after you watch the mandalorian so even for you who's big on anti-spoilers this is sort of a big Mm -hmm. question do you want to know Oh, so it hasn't been revealed. Well, well, okay. I mean, they've talked about it in articles that this character is right. going to show up down the line. And we could be. Yeah. <laughs> do you want full spoils or do you? I mean, I don't know. No, OK, specifics. so let's navigate this then. So were there any characters in this episode? No, you can't do that. You can't do that. I don't know for sure. I, and so that's what I mean. What do you mean? OK, I'm going to spoil this for you right now. <laughs> We assume that that's Boba Fett at the end, but it could not right. be Boba Fett. That could be so. That could be a clone. A clone. That like could be anybody Rex from or something. Thing. We're certainly led to believe, I think, that it's Boba Fett. Right. And and maybe the age, but he's so like uh, like head shaved and beaten up. We can't quite tell his age because technically those those clones would be older than Boba Fett since right right since Boba Fett ages at a normal rate. And yeah. Blah 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 blah. So that's what I mean. We don't know now. There has been talk that a clone will appear (laughs) in the show, so we don't know where that's coming from. I think everyone online, from what I've seen, is assuming this is Boba Fett. Um, Well, so I know they had that sort of teaser at the uh, one of the episodes from season one where Mulan's character... Yeah, is like laying there, and you see the feet. I know on the internet, every not not Mulan, but yes. I don't know her character name in the show. I forget it. Right. So go like, with the offensive. <laughs> just call her Mulan. I think it's everybody knows her as that. Okay. Um, 
But then, so the at the end of that episode, there's like feet that they show walking yes. up to that body, and I think online, yes. everybody was saying that that was supposed to be Boba Fett. Yes. And now they're either like feeding that rumor mill only to trick you last minute that it's oh it's actually a a clone, or they're going full throttle with that that story. Mm. I guess we'll just have to see. I mean, I think that's kind of the exciting part of it because my first thought was, oh, that's knowing. Boba Fett. They're making the point right. of it being Boba Fett, everything. In fact, I will say this out right at the beginning since before we get into the details. I think this whole episode was set up just to say a Mandalorian can escape the belly of a beast, right? Mm. They've just mm-hmm. shown that. So now you can't, it's not like a fake out if you say like, how did he get out of the Sarlacc? They just showed you mm-hmm. how he got out of the Sarlacc, you know? Right. Like, and and so I think that was all set up just for just for the fact of his existence. Now, it could be a big fake out. And, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe we get a glimpse of Boba Fett at the end of the season and this is really just all red herrings. The very fact that the guy showed up in Boba Fett's armor was sort right. of like a, what? You know, so um, I think, Maybe they're setting us up for a lot of tricks. Or So here's something that you may know from watching the Clone Wars that uh, I don't understand. So Jango and Boba Fett are not true Mandalorians because, I mean, one of the giveaways or tells they remove the helmet frequently within the films, right? So I think Jango is, Boba is not. I think that's what it is. I mean, I know... So maybe Django's like a rogue mm-hmm. Mandalorian, especially because he did the whole clone thing. So maybe he's right. Maybe that's his story, and maybe we'll find out more. I don't know that they covered that though in the Clone Wars. They don't talk about it in the prequels. I know that, but no. I haven't seen the cartoon series. So I don't know if they because I know Boba Fett is he has sort of a story arc, and he has he comes up in a number of episodes, but I don't know. The Mandalorians are big in that in the in the Clone Wars thing. So there's a whole thing about the extent and, and more characters from that storyline will pop up supposedly in this. They've casted that role. Um, mm. So we'll see. We'll probably get more information on that, which is which is kind of exciting. I think this is a good way to explain a lot of this history without having to have a Boba Fett movie or you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or like a standalone or something like that. And and it, this could probably even obviously bleed over into like the Kenobi series and stuff like that mm-hmm. too um so i'm excited about it i i okay where do you want to start with this i don't want to <laughs> we're just going we're okay, just going we're, just we're going. already in it we're in it <laughs> i will say too off the bat that i am like in love with this show and so i, I forgive it for a lot of its um shortcomings or things that i might otherwise mm-hmm. be critical of just because i like so much of the stuff i will say this is some very good fan servicing like this is the way you do fan servicing, I think. Yeah, I have um, no issues with any of the stuff they've done so far. Um, even I mean, like the little character mentions and yeah, yeah. The, in that episode I mentioned earlier from season one, you meet that kid in Han Solo's seat mm-hmm. in the same pose right. from A New Hope. Yeah, it's yeah, in, yeah. It, that's like a little Easter eggy kind of nod, and it is a sort of a similar character, just a. I don't know, like a ruthless individual out for their own best interests. Right, right. Um, I think it's more the, um, for me, it's more the uh, specific stuff that gets a little cringy or makes the universe feel too small or like there's too many coincidences happening. Uh, that's when mm-hmm. I usually get um, kind of irked. Like we said in like um, in some of the other films or like Rogue One, like the worst ones are when it's like, stop and look at the camera and show us who you are. Yes. So we say, there's the guys. <laughs> I don't like those. But I will say 
like with with Mandalorian when the guy says, "Oh, you can." There's one on Tatooine. Uh, my eyes rolled a little bit, like up. Ah, back to tattoo everything <laughs> revolves around tatooine you know we can't mm. we can't seem to escape tatooine so um but i thought again, they, that's fine they did something really interesting with the tuscan raiders in this where they mm-hmm. they made you sympathize with them a little bit more instead of all of the like sort of human characters within the star wars universe that have interacted with them they they portray them as just like ruthless monsters but mm-hmm. This this episode in particular, it's like you show them negotiating together and actually forming an alliance. Um, it's it's interesting to see like the different takes on these characters and making them a little bit more well-rounded as opposed to just like a stupid mindless. Uh, I think it's definitely sort of a sign of the times that they decided to do something like that because it didn't mm-hmm. have to be the Tuscan Raiders, right? It could have been. A, new a group of different of aliens or even just other humans from another town mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so it is nice to sort of, especially the way they handled it in like Attack of the Clones and stuff with Anakin's whole thing of just <laughs> yeah. like saying it was okay I to kill them. the women and the children and, you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I, I thought it was great that they did that. The, the, the talking... It's always hilarious when he has to say, oh, I got this. I was going to say that has got to be the most ugly language made up or real that I've ever heard. It is awful. It's kind of cool that they pair that with the sign language. So it's a little bit more palatable. But that, oh, those noises are But it's like Wookiee, right? It's like when Hans I don't know. Wookiee Wookiee to me is a little bit more charming because it kind of sounds more like a dog. But when Hans speaks it. Oh yeah, that, then it's kind of silly, right? <laughs> and then, well, like you have, uh, like the Jawas, their yeah. language is cute because it's like high pitched and Asian-y. it doesn't it doesn't sound <laughs> as um, I don't know aggressive and kind of barbaric. Yeah, well, it sounds like, like the they're sped up, you know, like it sounds like an altered mm. voice. But um, yeah, always sounds Asian-y. Like there's a couple of Star Wars <laughs> languages that, like Greedo, even sounds Asian-y to me. We always thought so since we were little. Uh, <laughs> I won't say which particular Asian, but it just sounds sure, like a generic sure. Asian. <laughs> I had a question. So you said that they're doing stuff that makes it the Star Wars universe seem kind of small. Uh, there was a uh, when they talk about Jedi and like uh, most of the characters in this are unfamiliar with Jedi. Like it's a foreign concept. But they saw that they mentioned like the the Death Star, the second one exploding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she had such a strong tie to Jedi. I guess from their perspective, it's just the the rebellion that blew it up. So they don't know that Luke was involved or Obi-Wan or Yoda. I don't know, because I think with the films, they do go more into that. And this is right after Jedi. So right. um, you figure there was how many years there without Jedi, right? Just But they had such a huge presence in like the prequels and before that. Yeah. That it's yeah, yeah. weird that they like if they had... They were essentially like governing the entire universe. And then from the end of Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope, that's not that big of a, a gap in right. years. To it's not like, know about them. or, or Right. To, yeah. For that yeah, yeah. Jedi thing to totally just you not to be familiar with it. I thought that was, I don't know if I'd say it's a whole, but it, it was a weird, I don't know, kind of idea that they there are people that would be unfamiliar with what a jedi well is. especially the mandalorians right like we're supposed to be so connected to yeah um, to everything 
So I don't know, maybe that'll be explained a little bit more. You know, one of the main things about the show that I've liked so far is really the way they've handled uh, the child or baby Yoda. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not going overboard, and maybe we'll see more of him as we get on. And I think it's so good that that's what they're doing, you know? It's still a supporting character. They're not giving him too much screen time or making him do weird things, you know? (laughs) Because even if you had a story that focused too much on him, that would still feel a little strange you know campy too and like i said i do not want to see a whole world of yodas like i just no that'll get didn't they have another yoda on the jedi council in Mm -hmm. one of the prequels but they never really address it i think in phantom menace when they show the whole thing yeah like a girl yoda yaddle or something like that or something (laughs) it was like something so similar too it was like i forgot yaddle instead of yoda (laughs) yaddle like paddle but yaddle Something, it was uh, something like that. It's funny how I've really fallen off on my Star Wars trivia. <laughs> Disappointed in myself for that. Um, what did yeah. you think of the opening scene then with um, the, the one-eyed guy and everything? Oh, so the scene itself was great. And it reminds me of the season one opener where it's just, it kind of sets the stage. It has some fun action pieces, but it's not really a necessary for the overall story. because. right. right. He could have just went to Tatooine and said, like, you know, oh, I got a tip that mm-hmm. this is where I need to be. So it was definitely unnecessary, but a lot of fun. I yeah. thought it was cool to see the Gamorrean guards fighting, like, death stu- or death match. That was yeah. fun. You know, the one-eyed guy, I didn't realize this to the credits, is John Liguizamo. Yeah, I did read that. <laughs> <I'd> <laughs> I didn't never realize w- it either. Yeah. It's funny that, like, there's so many of these aliens, and obviously there's covered in makeup and have prosthetics and stuff. So you never be able to recognize them, but I would, it's funny to see all these sort of big names that have such these minor roles because everybody wants a, to yeah. be a part of star Wars. Such a playground. So like John Sudeikis was one of the scout troopers and his counterpart was another comedic act, um, actor. I don't remember his name, but um, it's just like, yeah, a lot of little, it's not a cameo, but like no. it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. I wonder who's going to pop up, like Vince Vaughn or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yeah, it seems like all friends of either John Favreau's or another person the direct, behind like, the camera. Taika yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I didn't realize this the first viewing, um, but the droid that is the pilot for the prison episode in season one. Mm, oh, yeah. When they're on the ship, the prison ship. Yeah. So yeah. there's the the droid pilot. He was the guy from IT Crowd. Um, every single episode, they have one of these little like cameo characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then what did you what was your thoughts overall, though, when you watched this episode? OK, so this one in particular. And then once I came to this realization, it kind of applies to all of them gives me total samurai jack vibes Mm. like it's just this lone guy you know with the exception of baby yoda following him around yeah but it's really just this lone guy kind of going off on all these missions like he's got a specific end goal Mm -hmm. but the journey yeah there's so many little like mini encounters um which i think is great because i love samurai jack and it always had like a direction he was going but because the world was so vast mm-hmm. and the things that he had to do to get to the end kept him busy, I think that this, the Mandalorian can do something similar where you're not bored 
and you keep having these little mini adventures mm-hmm. yeah. that lead up to something bigger. But I totally, f- that I can see that and feel that, that sort of storytelling go- looking back at all the episodes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's an old motif. It's like a Western cowboy right. drifter Definitely. thing, like Kung Fu, the TV show, and just like a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, use for that. Um, but how did you feel like this one... Uh, compared to like last season do you feel it's consistent do you feel it's different what did you think so i think there's there's two ways that i look at it it's you can take it one episode at a time mm-hmm. where in that instance is great it's a really fun episode there's a lot of things that you were kind of right. revealed to you mm-hmm. you got another look at the or uh, the sand people the tuscan raiders you got to see that uh that first world which <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that they tried to make it look like a gangster area with a spray paint. Yeah, yeah. And like you're going through this back alley. The first thing I thought of was like, oh, wow, they got people that tag with spray paint in space, too. Yep. Like, well, it, I it, wanted to look at that closer, too. I'm like, I bet there's some kind of Easter egg in there. Like oh, some reference I'm sure there is yeah. all over. <laughs> but like it almost it took me out and I was like, oh, they're trying. Like it's a weird forced thing to put you like. Obviously, they're trying to identify this area as like a rough patch yeah. or like yeah. a rough neighborhood. But well, it was kind of bizarre that they made it so spray painty. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, I think if they did it more like um, uh, Coruscant, like had they just raised above it and shown that it was like a space city more than like a, you know, yeah. like I thought if they added something like that, that would take a little bit away, like make it less seem like earthbound. <laughs> With, yeah, the, with the totally graffiti and like, like a chain link fence or something like that. So yeah, I kind of thought the same thing too. Like it's a funny choice because usually it's a contrast. It's like a, it's a mix of something we're familiar with, with this outer space stuff. So I do wonder if they're right. going to go to Coruscant. Uh, that's one of the planets I do hope they, they go to because that planet to me feels central. We haven't, well, and we haven't seen it since the prequels. Right. So it feels like, so I've, well, we no they idea, added like, it on. They added it on in the, in the special editions. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. That didn't really Um, (laughs) But at least they acknowledge it. Like, that's what I like about Mandalorian 2 is they're acknowledging the prequels in this. They're not pretending like those didn't exist. They they did a really subtle thing in the first season where they have the flashbacks to the Mandalorian as a kid getting abducted or Mm -hmm. nearly abducted. Those droids are prequel droids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the little subtle nods to the prequels instead of just completely ignoring I the agree. fact that those happened um just pick apart like the highlights or at least mention that that they that it happened instead yeah. of just glossing over it because i think even um, like the, the new movies the recent trilogy really ignored the prequels right um that's why i thought they it was had, funny like, one line per movie yeah and it was like a throwaway line in uh the last jedi to hear luke say darth sidious and realize i'm like he's never said that before <laughs> like they never mm-hmm. referred to him in, in, you know luke hasn't at least so I, right. I, I get all excited about that nerdy stuff um anyway so so the other the other side of it yeah. is to look if you want to be really nitpicky i'd say to look at the series as like this is a filler episode where it a lot happens but it's contained to this episode instead of kind of progressing the story forward it's just a bunch of stuff happens that is almost insignificant to the overall story. So, well, I mean, I think the funny thing too is I thought, why does he have to find a Mandalorian 
to help him find baby right. Yoda's people. That that seemed a little shaky to me, like that whole, uh, you know, rationalization Thomas. for, for yeah. finding him. Um, but otherwise, I think it's a nice way to ease into the, the season. Well, like Boba Fett and stuff like that. Like it, it, it's a big storyline, but it, it having Timothy Oliphant, uh, who was just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new guy there. I um, thought that they treated his character so well. Like it yeah. was as soon as he walked in and the the armors fitted him, like fits him all weird. Yeah, yeah. You immediately know like okay, that's obviously not Boba Fett and this is he somehow got this armor. Um and then like his own little swagger, the way that he treated that character was just great all around. So uh understated um, yes, and, fantastic. And, you know, I mean, he's a great actor, I think, anyway, and he's perfect for this with his background and everything um, and just made the most of a very could have been a throwaway role or something like that. But that's mm-hmm. what makes me so mad about like when we were talking about the Ming-Na Wen episode, mm-hmm. that young guy was terrible, was just oh, yeah, I the did not worst like thing in the show <laughs> in total, I think. <laughs> but when you see Timothy Oliphant with this sort of small role, how he was able to do something kind of great with it, um, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that's that's a shame that they didn't, they you know, because if you liked that other character, that would have been so much better, right? Like it would have been uh, more effective in that other episode. But I hope they bring yeah. him back, Timothy Oliphant back. I, I feel like they will. Oh, they, I'm sure they would, just like they did Cara Dune in the, mm-hmm. the other ones, like they introduce these cast of characters that will potentially help him or he can go back and call upon a favor or something. Yeah. They're probably planting seeds to do that. And I mean, they had to have known that people would like him. So I'm sure they have plans to utilize this character again. I hope so. I want his hair. Perfect hair. (laughs) He had perfect hair. Didn't he? Did you, did you hear about the helmet controversy with, uh, Pedro? No, the, so I don't know if this was a planted story to generate uh, yeah. media buzz or something, but the the controversy was supposedly Pedro was did not like the fact that he had to keep the helmet on at all times with mm. the exception of that one scene. Um, so in season two, he tried to push for rewrites that would like give him. the character more opportunities to be helmetless. Meaning by himself? Like just a I don't, scene, not that I don't he has know. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The but it, from what I read, he just wanted an excuse to have the helmet removed. So I don't know if that was like legitimizing a reason, so he could still maintain his like Mandalorian status or or what. But I thought that was, uh, I don't know. Interesting. It's, it's like uh, when uh, the actors, like when Michael Keaton was upset about Batman, like being upstaged by the the villains, you know. And like he just mm-hmm. is in the in the costume all the time. Like he's his complaint was like it's just a costume. The costume just has to be there. I don't have to be there and stuff like that. Maybe he just wants more uh, credit, <laughs> like <laughs> more association I, so with his face with the show. Um, immediately after watching this episode, and this is total dick thought by me, but I was like, oh my god, if Timothy Oliphant was Mandalorian, they would find more excuses <laughs> to remove that helmet. <laughs> 
That's true. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, he's not an ugly guy. I don't think he's an ugly uh, guy. I don't know. But the, the scene that they chose to have the helmet removed, I was like, oh, my God, put it back on. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I like him. But I do like him a lot. As a, I know that he was, like, a, on death's bed in that scene, too. But The still. funny thing with Oliphant is, like, we all know him. But for some reason, you see him in these scenes and in that outfit, and suddenly you're like, who's this? <laughs> it's like we're seeing him for the first time. Um, it was fun, too. This character was like, he's so confident, but not arrogant. Yeah. And like that made him way cooler. It could have been a much older person, right? Like it could have been played by a much older. I don't know because he had to do so much physical like fighting and stuff. But not really, and he's in the armor and he had the jetpack. Like he didn't have to do too. Well, much. I know, like he didn't, but it would have been less believable if, like, I don't know, Morgan Freeman. An, <laughs> yeah, if an older person did that. Uh, um, but just the way he talks and the way that like they didn't make him some asshole character, mm-hmm. you know, he, he seemed to me like an older character and the way he gets to tell his story and in, in a in flashback and uh it was just mm-hmm. great it was just perfect uh, this um the fighting in this one was awesome like from the beginning scene all the way through mm-hmm. the end seeing the um, that rocket come out of boba fett's yeah. jetpack was twice was yep. so cool that's it, it, it's yeah. such it's such a goofy thing because you got to squat down yeah I know, that's right. like watch your head bend forward I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually not very practical. No wonder he never uses it. Right. Um, but it was really cool to see that. And all I was thinking as it happened is with the uh, the action figure that mm-hmm. never had the the usable rocket. Fire. rocket. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's what I mean. Like, this is all fan servicey, right? It, it, it's but like, in the best of ways. But that's what I mean. Like, so it can be done well. It's not just the fact that they address a lot of these things people have been wanting to see. It's just how they address it, right? Like mm-hmm. how they do it, and, and sort of the. the sh- I mean, look, The Mandalorian gets a pass because it doesn't have to follow the rules of the trilogy films. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so they get to do a lot of things that they like they could never probably do in the original films. But I still think that this show is safe for kids uh, and mm-hmm. and not made to be some sort of goofy family aspect of it that I think the, the recent films uh, suffered from. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I definitely see that, too, looking back at the, the newer trilogy. Like, it was forced. They tried to force this, like you were saying, like a family-friendly sort of trilogy. Yeah, where this Mandalorian thing, it's like... They're just treating it sort of as its own thing. Right, right. But it still doesn't seem offensive or aggressive. It just seems... No, not at all. Yeah. Like, it seems in line with, I think, A New Hope with Star Wars. Uh, the violence mm-hmm. and the, the humor and stuff like that. The balance of that, I think, is is great. Um, okay, so then what did you first think? When they said Tatooine, you were like, of course, Tatooine or no problem or like... Uh, okay, did I think did think this it was Boba weird. Fett, like we're going towards. Boba oh, I Fett? did for sure think it was Boba Fett, who they're referring to. Okay, and I did think it was weird and sort of convenient that they keep going back to Tatooine. Like mm-hmm. now that you don't have to be attached to these worlds established or introduced in the movies, you can go anywhere. That they still keep finding ways to go back. And that's the thing that I don't know if that is sort of fan servicey, like they're going back to a familiar area as opposed to exploring like completely new 
new worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess if they had to introduce Boba Fett or if they wanted to introduce that character back into it, they would have to go to Tatooine at some mm-hmm. point. So I get that I mean, too. they wouldn't have to, but I think it helps it, right? It sort of yeah. nudges then you, you can, in that way. You can yeah. play with... N- with not actually saying Boba Fett, because they never said his name in right. the entire episode, but everybody right. knows that armor. Everybody knows that that's where he was last seen. They even mentioned so the just, Sarlacc, right? They have to go to that. Right. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so are we to believe that that wormy Tremors creature ate a Sarlacc? Yeah. That's what I think that's what the explanation was. So that thing is supposed to be what's in Star Wars in A New Hope. Um, that's supposed to be that oh. that skeleton you see when three PO's right. walking in there. It's supposed to be a that's supposed to be a juvenile. <laughs> you see the skeleton because <laughs> the size is, is totally right. is totally off. But it's a nice way to sort of bring that. Like nobody would know that. Most casual viewers, I don't think, would know that. I mean, Star Wars fans understand those connections. Yeah. Well, I figured once the the Tusken Raiders were gutting it, I was like, oh yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gross. That was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> the Mandalorian got a nice chunk of meat out of that. I know. I was wondering if they were going to talk about that. Like, is he going to trade it? Or is he going to just... Or e- eat it or something? I don't freeze know. Freeze it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is um, he going to freeze it? So, I, I wanted to ask you to... Um, Rewatching it because this is like the first time you've really rewatched the first season, right? Yes, yes. What what were your thoughts in general? Like, you don't have to go into everything, but if there's like, what were your general thoughts about rewatching? I it? actually liked it more because you can kind of see where it's going mm-hmm. and you're able to look at it through different lens. Like, you're not just trying to k- keep up with a story, you can have a, a little bit of a closer look. Um, goes by much faster, too, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. But actually, I like the I like the episode release once a week as yes. opposed to all at once because you can definitely absorb it a little bit more, and then you can have these sort of conversations where everybody's sort of on the same page, right? Right. Instead of like, oh, I'm going to watch an episode a day, or I'm going to binge through it all together, or you know, watching it one episode a week on your own time, and the world has already finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of I miss this release schedule um i think for uh, something like this where people want to talk about it a lot it's 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 perfect for that but for something else even like with the queen's gambit um, which i loved i was thrilled that i could just tear through it and i think it Mm -hmm. helps if you watch certain things not from start to finish but um sometimes it's nice to watch two episodes and it just helps like you know as opposed to having to wait Um, like you might fall off because you're not interested in it you know like oh that was kind of a boring episode so i don't know if i'm gonna go back to it so many so many shows on netflix that i've done that where <laughs> i like eh, watch a few and then i'm like i kind of forgot about it you know did uh, you watch this one multiple times yet or just no i didn't i didn't rewatch. i will rewatch before the next episode um yeah i'll probably watch it again tomorrow night which would be thursday and then watch the friday uh, watch the friday one yeah um maybe so what we can you, test we can yeah. test the the watch party for the first episode. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of um, the creature in general or the fact that this sort of whole episode revolves around a creature kind of thing? It was fine. I mean, it was kind of cool to get introduced to a new creaturey thing. I thought it wasn't very original of a creature. It was essentially the, the Dune monster and the Tremors monster. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
mean, it was fine. Uh, everything else that happened as a result of this monster, like I said, again, with the Tusken Raiders coming together, seeing them in a new light. Um, yeah, all of that was was fine. And the fact that like Tatooine isn't just Moss Eisley and then mm-hmm. the moisture farms was kind of cool, too, to see that there's these other little settlements. Yeah, I mean, that was almost like not even important. It's all these other things that happened as a result of this giant creature monster right did you have a specific thought on that no 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 i mean i just it's sort of the pattern uh with this like you need this sort of big story to sort of tell little bits of the other story and things like that so that was fun i was a little worried it was gonna take too long you know like (laughs) like okay like we know you're eventually gonna kill this thing and it like let's not drag it out too much but um the pacing was great, I think, and they did some nice things, like how they the had to go fighting. call it and stuff, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fighting was so cool, though. That was the most rewarding, when it was Mandalorian and uh, the Marshal flying up together mm-hmm. to to shoot it. Oh, that was that was a really fun I like seeing the, right the pod racer parts y- yeah. <laughs> on his little speeder, which looked kind of goofy, mm. but perfect. Like, that was that was great for that. And then um, what would you want to see as we head into this season as far as uh, original trilogy stuff? Like the, I thought the Death Star thing was nice. Like it, it showed us something that we hadn't seen quite before. Like people were celebrating that. The How Death everybody Star, else reacted to yeah, it. Yeah. And then that this sort of uh, outlaw group. What did they? I forgot what they were called. What did they call them? That came in. They said and immediately these guys showed up. Remember like. Oh, the miners or something. Yeah, something There's like some that. And I thought that group, was interesting yeah. and kind of expands on it and like <laughs> their yeah. stupid helmet. Yeah. <laughs> they wear. It was like uh that one fat Albert character that has a, <laughs> with the hat. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they had these little beanies with holes. With yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. So I'm actually more interested interested in the um that dark saber. Right, that's because that to me is expanded that, universe stuff, right? That we haven't. Yeah, seen. Yeah, that's from the Clone Wars mm-hmm. cartoon, right? Um, I think they've mentioned it in other things too, though. I don't think it's just Clone Wars. Uh, I think books the, might have mentioned it or something. Yeah, because um, like I'm thinking right now, they're so close to the original trilogy on the timeline that depending on what characters come in, we could have flashbacks to the Empire or or uh, very specific time periods that we know of and stuff like that. So I'm wondering how much. You know, like even the very fact that this child exists and they know they have to take it back to the Jedi or Yoda's people or something like that. That seems like it can't help but dip into some of the original trilogy stuff. I don't. That's a hard question to answer because you don't know if you what you want until you have it. Until it's done well. Right. Yeah. 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 So like I really so far have enjoyed a lot of the little tiny nods that they have where you know, everything we've said so far, it's, it's just enough. It's not hitting you over the head with it. I don't know if I'd want to see a character cameo like a R2-D2 and C-3PO or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I love the nods to the Clone Wars. I love the nods to the prequels and all these little tiny bits. But I can't, I don't know, if they keep doing it in this like kind of a small scale, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I am still a little hesitant and weary that they might go a little too far with uh, the, some of the fan service stuff, but the level they're at right now is perfect. I think it works well with the Boba Fett stuff because we know so little about Boba Fett. Right. Um, and that's more interesting than the Django Fett stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, I think it works well for that. Like there was talk about Luke possibly being on here, which I, I don't know if that wouldn't make sense. And that would seem so forced. I mean, he'd be pretty, they'd have to age him down. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. About I mean, that. their star Wars, at least from the movies is not, has not shine or sh- shied away from that stupid cg makeup right. face the aging the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah which i don't know I, I, it seems split with the people's opinions on that i think it looks awful every single time i have not seen it i like, will say tarkin looked really good in rogue one leia didn't look so great but no leia tarkin, looks, i thought was fantastic unf- yeah unfortunately leia looked terrible in rogue one and the the rise, rise of skywalker, skywalker. it's pretty brief Those in that scenes. at least so that's that's oh, good. But every time I saw it, I was just like, it looks so fake. Yeah. Like it's it's like a Pixar character in <laughs> an otherwise all live action movie. But Tarkin, I thought they did extremely well. They did him, yeah. I think um didn't they get an actor that like looked really close to, to him? To do well, kind of, yeah. And then they just digitized yeah. over the, the That face probably helped. Um, well, I think they did that for Leia too. I think for for the yeah. rogue, not for um I don't know what they. Oh, they said her daughter, right? Did the? I think she was a stand-in for, for the. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. I don't know. I mean, I certainly don't want too much of that. But uh, do you have a level of like some some things that you want to see or you wouldn't mind coming back? I I do get excited when they when they they do it like when they right, just, but like, like it's you can't tell what you want really. Right, right, right. Um, I like that it feels like it's tying everything together like i'm less concerned about it tying to the new films like i don't i don't <laughs> need to see the rise of the resistance or the rise of the um, the new why can't i think of it? first order like i don't care so much about that but i think like we have this good window to to, to dip with. back yeah, yeah like i want them to do it because they're doing it so well as opposed to saying let's do another movie about what happened in this time period? You know, like I, I don't want a whole movie about it. I like that they can just gently. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't. Some- I wouldn't mind is having a Darth Maul re- like uh, get. I think that's possible, especially in the Kenobi series. I think they might be saving mm. it for that. Um, that would but- be really cool. So I did. I did watch the his story arc. Like I picked that out of yeah. uh, the Clone Wars. Yeah, and that was super weird and super like really, dark super weird. i was gonna say for a more or less a children's show that was extremely dark and like the witchcrafty element to it and then the character how they portrayed darth maul was like he was insane yeah was, yeah he's already a scary character and then you add this like he literally lost his mind right it makes the brother that, who looks just oh like him gosh. seem like a normal nice guy yeah, it was nuts. But I, so like the he, they introduced him at the end of solo movie, but then that kind of fell flat and mm-hmm. it doesn't look like they're going to be doing the trilogy for solo like they originally were hoping for. Um but it would be cool to see him back into the Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know some of these new episodes whether that is on Kenobi or Mandalorian. I guess it wouldn't make sense for Mandalorian, but well, it makes yeah. such perfect sense for Kenobi. That's why it's like, don't, yeah. you don't have to mess with it here. They've got don't. plenty to do here and stuff like that. Uh, I am curious, like, what's great about this is I like that there's an overarching goal of having him take back Baby Yoda or whatever. However, mm-hmm. I, and I have no idea how that resolves. Like, I have no concept in my head of 
what that looks like or what that should be right. or does he end up just keeping this thing or is it like a, he drops him off like a hero and then walks off into the sunset <laughs> uh, you know what i mean like i it's great because i don't have a i don't have any anticipation of like oh well, will it better be this you know like right kind of thing. yeah i mean so they have confirmed up to season four right I like think they're so. going to do four seasons at least yeah um, do you think that the end of the season or the series will be the handoff of the baby or the decision to keep them? Or do you think that there are episodes beyond the child? That's a good question. There's talk about a movie and I don't know how serious that talk is or what that would mean. Like maybe they wrap it up that, in a movie. I don't uh, know. That's disappointing to me, actually. Like just it's... <laughs> Whenever something does well, it seems like somebody just wants to milk it for all it's worth. So yeah, this I would is rather working. see a spin-off series uh, than I would another like a movie. Yeah, of like the Mandalorian. One of these characters that like a uh, Marshall like, gets in his own show would be great. Uh, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's working so well as a series. So milk it for another season as opposed to trying to make a movie out of it. I, I just don't see it being as rewarding as. Eight, like an eight episode series. I don't right. know. I agree. I agree. So that's why, like, I love this because we have no preconceived notion about it. It sits in that great timeline where we're familiar with the the era, but we don't have this thing like, well, it's got to line up with this, you know, like, right. And that's always and been the problem with the, the films outside of the original trilogy. Yeah. Unlike, you know, in rogue one, we know where that's headed. We know it has like a very hard end mm-hmm. and everything wraps up. And we know exactly how it's going to happen. Like you said, we don't know what the Mandalorian timeline, his story arc is going to look like or how it's going to end. So that's why Kenobi is going to be much more specific, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, only because we know his fate. We know his past. Uh, We don't know the specific time period, which is exciting. But that one is so steeped in the, the Skywalker story that it has to explore all that stuff quite a bit. I mean, he could obviously have all these little side adventures, but it still feels like his central thing there is going to be Luke. And and maybe we see a baby Luke running around Mm -hmm. or something like that. And maybe we see a baby Leia, which would be great because he's probably still in touch with, uh, with those other characters and and things like that. But um, that to me feels more like what we're seeing with the other films. Like there's a lot that you kind of have to be careful with and Mm -hmm. you know, it can't, straight too far because he's still got to come back to this you know so where is uh solo where does that take place well because so solo is um just before it's like rogue one era right like just before rogue one before that but i don't know because i mean obviously he looks so much different and younger years (laughs) years before maybe 10 years before so it's between three and four but we don't know where Right. 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 I, there is there has been something about exactly what that time period is, though. So, yeah, because everybody has curious. ages, which I didn't realize, like the characters actually. <laughs> and that might not be canon anymore. I don't know what is and what isn't anymore. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was just curious because obviously Darth Maul makes an appearance in that. And then if he's going to have some interaction with Kenobi within the series, it, I guess it would have to take place after Solo, but still before A New Hope. Or at the so same time a, as Solo, I guess, right? Well, I mean, it depends. If Kenobi is going to actually kill him off or not, then then it makes a difference, like for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I just, I'm, the pressure on Kenobi is going to be so high. 
there's so much more at stake, like you were saying, because it is it's not a new character like Mandalorian, where you know nobody really has expectations and there's no ties to right, right, a bigger right, right. story. So, like for um, Kenobi, that's where I have the the uh, like I want to see Qui Gon. Like I'm like, come on, just bring him back for like even if it's just one scene, a flashback or something. flashback or Force Ghost, because that's how he learns how to do it. Um, something would be fantastic. Like it seems hard to do it without him in yeah. it because um, that would be a great way to sort of bring everything together and it's it's exciting because it is um it is ewan mcgregor you know it's not like they, they got somebody else to play him or something like that yeah they there's rumors about hayden christensen being involved with it as and well and that makes which, sense too um but how they handle that would be interesting I mean, like, how would I you want to see a flashback or like Darth Vader? It has Vader to be a flashback those? because he's already he's Darth Vader. After but I mean, he could still revenge. come as Darth Vader and like. Um, I don't know. Then what's the point of having Hayden Christensen involved? Just but I mean, he could take it. off the helmet and be all gross, like you know, at the end of Jedi. <laughs> or I mean, you know, it just depends on how they do it. It could just mm. be that they show Vader. It's not necessarily that he's partying with obi-wan <laughs> you know they could just be saying this is what's happening during this or you know mm. so um because even a vader series could be kind of interesting i know that that would be just terrifying and, and stuff but like think of how much we don't know about vader and what he did and in, in all that time period and like, you know the thing that i would not like about that is in order to have a Vader-driven series or movie, whatever, you would have to make him a sympathetic character, which goes against what... So from Revenge to A New Hope, he's just going darker and darker, badder and badder. It's not until A New Hope and the introduct or reintroduction of Luke that he starts to go back, right? So if you do this series with him, you're going to have to have him have these moments where he decides to do the right thing, which to me would tarnish his, I don't know, his character for the original trilogy. Hmm. That's interesting for, yeah, that he's not as menacing. Right. Yeah. So you'd, you'd have to make him more likable. I mean, the, the prequels kind of do that. Or you're like, ah, oh, he's really not that, really not that <laughs> tough. Rogue One, I nah. think, did the best thing outside of the original trilogy with, with Vader. For him. Yeah. 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 But I mean... I think that they could probably tell another story, but have Vader as the villain of the story. Yeah, that would be, that might work better. I can't see, I just can't see them making a Vader specific story where he's the, the protagonist. I think just that we see other stuff about him. Not, not that it's like, yeah. Oh, here's how complex and emo he really was. You know, did, like, <laughs> did you, they, they made a book, a novel just called Vader, or maybe mm -hmm. it was a, some sort of a something, uh, but I don't know when it took place. I'm assuming it was between three and four. Yeah. But I don't I think know. I, I read one of them. I can't remember what it was. So the emperor is actually a really interesting character. And there's a lot of stuff about him mm -hmm. just around his, who he is and, and uh, Palpatine and all that stuff, like who he was before he became the, the emperor and things like that. I think there's stuff that they could do there. And especially while these people are still he's, alive. He's too old though. <laughs> they could like completely like in the Kenobi series, they could show the emperor for sure. And, mm -hmm. and you know, there's so much makeup on him. It could even, you know, yeah. Well, I, I mean, they could just have any actor be him now. It's like, right, Chibu right. uh, 
Chewbacca or any of those right, right characters. Right. You just but throw I do, on the actor Ian McDermott or whatever is so good at that character. It would be I would hate to see somebody else play it. Yeah, that voice, he, his voice as Palpatine is so good. And I think that's why it was so disappointing in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Because I well, love that I, character okay. so much, and I thought like that's not a great way to. It's so do it. they screwed up by omitting him from uh, seven and eight. Like he didn't yeah. have to be like screw Snoke. Just make it the Emperor the whole time, or, or been, just like allude to it in the other at, one. Yes, at least allude. But I mean, Snoke was unnecessary if you look like at if, it now. If you showed Snoke as a disciple of this of the yes. emperor and he was part of this as opposed to saying, Oh, he was a clone thing or something like that. Um, yeah. that would have been more interesting. And I still think I wish they had gone the other way and just made the emperor calmer and not so like over the top, you know, like how they did it with him on the, mm-hmm. all the wires and the Harry <laughs> Potter crowd around him like that. Like I just, it didn't feel like star Wars to me at all, but, um, and so as thrilled as I was to see the Emperor again, I'm like, that's not that wasn't how I wanted to see. Yeah. Him. If they planned it a little bit better, it would have had that entire Skywalker saga feel better because he is pretty much the villain throughout the entire thing. Right, 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 right. But those two episodes, it's like it felt tacked on at the end. Yeah. It totally like, oh, did. you guys are so angry about these other movies. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you the Emperor. <laughs> yeah but and then the they kissed and i was like oh god I just, I, what's happening here uh, <laughs> I'm, watching I, I'm not Wars mad unravel. at that but if again if they would have done a better job building that it could have been okay but the fact that they didn't made it really weird so yeah i just i he killed han solo i just i don't know that i want him <laughs> redeemed you know <laughs> uh, so. so you don't see that as like he didn't actually didn't want to kill him, but he had he was had his back in the corner. No, he has back against the wall. And, and Han was like, "It's okay, you can do it. I'm I'm chill." Yeah, yeah it didn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, look at the whole thing. Like, look at the parallels with the other thing. Luke didn't kill his father, right? Came very close, mm-hmm. but he couldn't do it. And so, like. That's that's the story, right? That should be the thing. Not like, oh, he did it and now he feels bad. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, either do it and go full dark side or don't and make him more redeemable. I mean, he should have sacrificed himself, obviously, for these characters, which I guess he kind of did. But it didn't feel... uh, I I don't want to get into it. I just can't. (laughs) All right. We've gone uh, about an hour just Mandalorian, so... What uh great. I think that covers what did we watch, right? Yes, 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 for sure. Okay. Do you want to really quick, let's do what did you eat? Uh go ahead. I'm trying to think if there's anything. All right, so I've got one that we can share the sidecar donuts. Didn't obviously. we talk about that? I thought we talked about that. No? No, because I brought that over on Halloween, which was Saturday. Uh, yes, sidecar donuts. Very good. Very good. So we These finally are my favorite donuts. I was so we excited. We finally to see got them. the the seasonal flavors. Yeah. Uh, the new ones were pumpkin something and sweet potato something. Yeah. Be co- totally honest, wasn't super thrilled with those seasonal ones slightly disappointed because i think last or not last year but whenever we were first had them together i gave you a pumpkin one that year and that pumpkin one was very good that was Mm. 
more like the um, the butter and salt thing, but a pumpkin version of that. I so these are very good donuts, no matter what. I was very happy with these donuts. It just wasn't butter and salt blows me away. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like yes. you're kind of looking for that for the other ones, but the the base donut is great. It's just that uh, the other ones aren't as um, I don't know. It's it. I wasn't blown away by the fact that this is a pumpkin one. Like it wasn't a crazy right. good pumpkin one. It was just a good donut. With some pumpkin stuff. And we were even kind of confused. as like, oh, is this this is the pumpkin one? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell. And they didn't like label the box or anything. So and they're almost I mean, they're not similarly dressed, but like it was a big ass donut with a glop of whipped cream and then like a glop of some other frosting thing on the other one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's to, what like, I mean. Differentiate them. They weren't over the top pumpkin or potato. Like you could look at it and say, ah, yes, of course, that's the pumpkin one. Um, the sweet potato one, it took me a while to get to that center that had the like sweet potato mash kind of. Yeah, that was kind of weird to me. <laughs> but it all tasted very good. It just wasn't um, like the one that surprised me was the celebration one. I, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. And they had so that one they gave you instead of like the rainbow sprinkles, you got black and orange sprinkles. Right. For Halloween. But the donut itself wasn't was a little disappointing to me. Not a bad donut. But it wasn't like I think it's like it's almost unfair because the butter and salt one is so good that if you have anything in contrast to that, like if you have these donuts within the same sitting, everything pales in comparison. I well, think. I think, too, if we go back to their sort of core flavors and stuff, because I think we got a bunch of different ones the first time we went like nothing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't crazy. Like, did we get an apple fritter or something or? No, the only, well, it's the first time I think the only, like I got all of their staples, like the maple uh, bacon is one of right, their staples. Right, 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 right. They've got one called the Huck, Huck, Huckleberry yeah, donut, something I think. like that, yeah. Um, the only like kind of weird one was the pumpkin one, but at that point it was just a traditional donut that had like, was made out of pumpkin dough. So there wasn't any bells and whistles and like crazy toppings. So I think I'm fine with that. I think I'm great with their with their core stuff. Less about the yeah. um, the fancy the thrills, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or the 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 sort of spotlight flavors and stuff. So, um, but thank you very much for bringing that. That's a great thing because I don't want to go all the way. <laughs> the, it's not that far, but I don't want to go no, driving all the a, way out there. You're such a pansy. It's so close. It's like twenty minute drive. See, twenty minutes. That's, that's so <laughs> okay the other thing i actually gave you as well did you eat that unicorn cupcake i, I haven't um i was gonna save so it we'll for save it the let's next do it time. yeah yeah okay yeah. or and we I, can eat it eat it live on yeah the we should IG do live like a video because that you kind of want to see that one so we won't we won't go too far into that one i'm sure there's something right. i'm forgetting but we'll just use the donuts for now so that's fine go long uh, um so the uh, the thing that we do or the do whatever for this episode um, I'll bring up really quickly that we did do another IG live and we will be doing that again. I don't know what I have to share for the next one. Um, but I actually, I do like doing these with you. I think we still go too long. I think that's, it's eh. difficult to get that. Like, I don't know. I feel like it, for an IG live, it's gotta be like five to 10 minutes. Well, it depends on what you're going to do as a video, as a freestanding video, it should be short. But as a live right. thing where you participate with people, that tends yeah, to so want to be longer. Yeah, so that's where I'm having trouble like figuring out what that sweet spot is. The problem is, is it's so difficult to read that feed that it, we're not interacting much with the oh, people. Oh, and so. yeah, by the time 
there's so there's a lot of issues with that. There's a lag from the time that a yeah. viewer will hit send to the time it gets to us. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, there's 10 other comments. So that one like gets trailed up and like you lose it. And we can only see like maybe one to three comments at a time. So yeah. if people start saying or sharing a lot of comments, which is great, um, we don't get to see all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we'll yeah. miss a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I do really like doing this with you. So hopefully we can figure out mm-hmm. some sort of recurring schedule or segment or something. I just want to do something where we don't have to edit. Like I don't want to yeah. edit video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. So we'll never mm. get it done if that's the case. Um the the other thing is that it was Halloween. Yes. And I know that you came over, but did you do any other like Halloween sort of festivities? Just a bunch of parties and a lot of trick-or-treating. <laughs> and uh, no, of course not. I came over to your house to see your Frankenstein candy drop from the second floor. Um, why don't you talk about that? It was a that? success. I did it. Yes, you actually did it. Yes. Yes, and you can hear that in the video. Um, uh, yeah. I was so, so, you know, I like to go over the top and get sort of outlandish with my ideas. Sometimes it's hit, sometimes it's a miss. This one, uh, the the character standee was pretty flawless. The tube was a little uh, challenging. That was extremely challenging. It worked. It It wasn't as pretty as I would have liked it to have been. Right. Just because the distance was so far, like I couldn't fabricate something or print something that big. It was from our balcony to the Frankenstein character cutout was over 20 feet. Yeah. So my solve was just a, (laughs) and it looks so funny. It's a, I had like a dozen poster tubes taped together with a foam core lip coming out of the bottom. So it was like 20 feet of poster tubes taped together on top of a bent in half piece of foam core. (laughs) um and yeah it was taped together it wasn't like i i could have in retrospect or looking back at it i could have done like black tape kind of candy caned around it going up all the tubes so it looked like a halloween sort of candy Mm. cane but i was just at that point i was just trying to get the tube situated and make this thing functional uh luckily it worked so we had this crazy tube I would drop candy in from the balcony up over the the walkway and it would drop down the chute and fall out of Frankenstein's mouth into a bowl that he was holding. So yep, the, I am I got to say and I hate like patting myself on the back, but I am very proud of this thing. Like it worked, it was totally functional. It's still I don't know if you can see it. I'm trying to move oh, my camera. There he is. Oh, it's very dark, but He's still standing, and now he is a candy bowl holder for the house. <laughs> uh, did you get many kids after I left? I mean, I wasn't there very uh, long. They, I would say there was like 10 groups of kids. Oh. So it's not a lot, but I mean more than So zero. how did you do it with 10 kids? Did you drop it each kid? Like, here it comes? So I, I had a, a safety net of just the bucket was always full, mm-hmm. but... The experience of having the kids see the candy was really fun. So I did drop an individual piece every time a group of kids came up. 
but they had the bucket like pre-filled so they could just grab a handful of candy mm. and not have to wait for me to drop a right. bunch of pieces right, right, right in front right. of them. So That's they still good. got the experience and then they got more than just the single piece of candy that I would have had to drop. Oh, that's um, good. You even got trick or treaters. Yeah. I didn't see any out and about, but I didn't, I wasn't driving around or anything, but certainly none yeah, came it, to my place, which is thank goodness. It, <laughs> it wasn't a big turnout for obvious reasons, but it was fun to be able to do this for kids that did want to come by. I will say that there was cars that drove by that stopped and got out of their cars to come and check it out which also pretty proud of that was we stopped traffic which was fun um i don't know if it was like people that lived in the neighborhood that were just going home and drove by this elaborate setup or if they saw it from the street and wanted to come check it out but either way it was fun to know that it was a substantial enough setup to get somebody to stop their car and park and then come check it out. <laughs> That's good. Now you have to start planning next year's and how you're going to up it. Cause you probably have I more know. kids next year. If it's a normal, whatever if that is, a normal, normal year, year. I'm yeah. sure by next year it will be, whether it's safe or not, I think it'll <laughs> be people out and about for that. So, yeah. So we'll Busy see. Year. I, um, I mean, at the very least, if I don't want to make a whole new thing, I can just focus on the tube part of it. <laughs> And have a prettier looking tube and shoot. Yep. yep. And then just, just reuse perfecting the, the that or just change out the character. Yeah. Change out the character every year. That'd be fun. Or yeah. add to this one. Or <laughs> I'm sure you won't want to do that once the time comes. You'll want to do something different. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, it depends if he even makes it through the year, too. Who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah. But Maybe I think have to more socially distanced things like that will be just needed as we head into the the coming years hooray yep <laughs> get that for designer con here's your change <laughs> uh, oh okay so that was this will be the last thing okay. did you get so i did the uh instagram ask us a question oh i didn't post it thing. i meant to post it and I did you to do, it. do that this time i did not okay so we got one question that i wanted to share here which will kind of go into a slightly bigger topic Uh-oh. but is there Gosh, my stupid phone just went away. Is there a con you miss the most? So for me, that's super easy. Designer yeah, con. The only well, what about um, Comic Con though? You go to Comic Con every year. That's it's a different big... though. It's super. It's really different. That one has become like overwhelming at this point. Yeah. It is so big and so 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 crowded. Right. Right. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I'm interested in, it's it's like it's very difficult to get unless you have like a vendor hooking you up with early access. Mm, yeah. But like if it's a limited thing that they only have a cert, a small allotment of each day, it's almost impossible to get these things. Yeah. Um, it's the rush of it is still fun if you are able to get it. And just being in that environment is really fun. But it's I don't know. It's not if I ever have the opportunity to go, I'm going to continue going. But that compared to designer con, it's just it's too much. <laughs> Whereas designer con, I get to participate in a different capacity, so that yeah. it adds a different level. It's just, it's it becomes a completely different convention. So for one thing, it is much smaller in scale, much more manageable and palatable. Um, we have a ton of different friends coming from all over mm-hmm. the country that we normally, you know, would only be able to interact with on social media right. and digitally. So it's really fun to have a weekend where we get to see 
our friends and just hang out. Uh, and then on top of that, I love making elaborate and ridiculous booths with you and for you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's only one I do. That, so, um, that's the only one I would miss. I don't go to, I don't even yeah. go to cons ever. So, um, I want to ask you, so they are still planning to do a designer con this year. I know that we were all planning to have our own little booth section mm-hmm. with a lot of our friends that I just mentioned. Uh, but that's not happening. They are doing some sort of a digital con, which online. Yeah. I, I don't really understand the concept. I know that they had like comic con had online presence somehow, but I didn't really pay attention to it. Right. Do you right. know what this designer con online is going to look like? No, I didn't. They, they offered it to us and I didn't really pay much attention because I wasn't going to do it. But the whole thing for me is to do a physical presence. Everyone right. can do a store or anything. I think there, I think it just links back to your store or something like that. Or you can do some special, I don't know. I shouldn't even pretend to know, but um, <laughs> It, yeah, I, I wasn't interested in doing it this year, especially just because of the year and, and everything that's happening. Right. I wasn't I didn't want to get it and I don't want to do shipping and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's just for people who I think were really set up to do their own kind of marketplace thing. And then I think they had a bunch of stuff that they were going to roll out. And I think they just wanted a platform to carry some right. of that out. Yeah. So, no, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't really like. It's the social aspect for me. It's not so much like it's a big bunny maker or anything. It's a great way to sort right. of advertise and maybe find some new followers and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. mainly, it's just to see everybody and kind of hang out and eat crap in the booth all day long. And, <laughs> yeah. So the only other convention that you participated, in, and it's not even like you're a vendor of your booth, but we both went to D twenty three last mm. summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I know that that's every other year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But so we're not really missing out on that one this year, but that's another one. Did you, did you ever go to the celebration? I did. Yeah, I did go to celebration. Um, and that was supposed to be this year um, at Anaheim. Uh, yeah, it, it just really ends up being a big, I will not wait in line anymore. Like, I will not wait for a <laughs> panel. I will not, I just won't. Um, mm. So it just ends up being shopping for me or just walking through the things that you can sort of easy Which access Which I'm also to. fine with. That's fine, but um, yeah, so it's not really the con aspect of it, although I was excited that they right. were going to have it this year with Star Wars Land, the first year to have Star Wars Land uh, be there and then do the thing, the after hours party and all that. So that was going to be very exciting, I think, but um, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see if that just gets bumped a year. Like, it's such a weird, it's a yeah, weird Star is, Wars era. <laughs> it's interesting because if that is every other year, every couple of years, and now we had to bypass this year are they just going to roll it over or do they skip it totally i think they said it's going to be in anaheim next year but i might i could be wrong on that yeah Um, i'm sure it's way too much money that they're leaving on the table or potentially losing by just omitting this altogether so they would mm -hmm. i mean it would make sense from a financial standpoint from their perspective to just push it over to as soon as possible i think d23 was the same thing because d23 was supposed to be next year and i think they bumped Mm -hmm. that already to the to the following year so we're off off schedule Mm -hmm. on that but we'll see we'll see what happens i don't know i mean it seems like a lot of time and a little time between now and the next con season and how much can change in that time so well we'll if you like are really into the conventions it actually starts in march with WonderCon, and then it's like emerald city con and then you right into summer with all that stuff 
Got, it was really uh, a short New York, off window. Right, New York yeah. Comic Con. and That's yeah. in the summer too. But, oh man, I, w- I can't... There was the our one guy that had the booth across from us a couple years, Chris Kahusik. I can never say his last name. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, though. But he does call, like it was. I think he said he does like 40 a year or something. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. just out. Oh, that's insane. Well, he doesn't even go to them all, right? Like his people go and do it, and he's yeah, not necessarily I mean, at all of them. But yeah, that seems like a just exhausting way to, to I wonder how he's doing with all of this like with so many cons oh, I know right. he does international shows though so he might be in a better mm-hmm. you know better shape overseas um but yeah that's that's it's amazing to me it's that he has unfortunate yeah. yeah he's yeah nice guy too see we're oh, missing yeah, all the con people those are the times we see these people that the show Yeah I know it's it is a that's so that is the one big thing that I miss about it is just being able to Yeah I know social. every single year it's so chaotic and like I'm almost afraid to leave the booth um because it get every time it seems like one of us leaves is when every it just is a a huge line forms and there's like a mob of people yeah. or you'll yeah. you'll miss like some cool celebrity that buys something from you yeah speaking <laughs> of designer con last year i think it was last year was the first year that i got to um like i don't really do a lot of schmoozing at this thing if they happen to come up to the booth that's fantastic um but, right uh, the only time that that's really happened was last year when i met the guy from uh geeky tiki uh, Beeline mm. Creative, uh, and he was interested in working with me and doing some stuff. And oh, you know, sometimes here we go. people here's your due. Sometimes people just say that because you're standing in front of them, like, "Oh, I really like your work. We should do something." You know, and you think, "Okay, well, <laughs> let's do mm-hmm. it." Um, and I didn't think of it, but he did reach out, and so now we have the Harry Potter mugs available. That's uh, right, online, which I'm so excited about. So those are available on the uh, Geeky Tiki website. Uh, you can see it on my social media too. So that's my little plug. For, for this episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, I did want to say this. I am going to get better with the show notes. So I have omitted that completely <laughs> since oh, we came back. I didn't um, even think about it. Until, yeah. So I will actually, I'm bringing the show notes back. Uh, this episode is basically donuts and Harry Potter Tiki will be <laughs> the show notes. Cause I don't think anybody needs a Mandalorian uh, link. You can figure that out on your own. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Which was all we uh, the only other thing we talked about here. But um, you'd be surprised. There'll be a question in the comments. Where do we watch this show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. I'm bringing back the show notes. If you are interested in the Harry Potter Tiki, you can check it out on Jared's Instagram page yep. or in our show notes. There you go. All right. All righty. So that's it. For so today. back to the Mandalorian. So there's a few <laughs> things I want. <laughs> uh you know it's we could talk about anything star wars related just forever and this you know what this was one episode of the mandalorian that's come out that was about an hour long and we Mm -hmm. talked about an hour there you go we could have watched it that episode (laughs) then over it voiceover yeah all right Uh, wrap it up all right that's it for today thank you so much for listening we will see you later